This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Glasgow is Green podcast. It's episode 122 and it's a new era of, of GigPod, well sort of. You'll still get me and I'll be hosting most weeks because our dear leader Stevie will be busy with some new commitments, especially in midweek. But good old reads I'll be here most weeks and I'm joined on this week's episode by get another GigPod stalwart who would never, never abandon the pod. It's Spunkphone. How you doing, mate? I'm a bit worse for wear after yesterday, John, I, I must admit. Um, apologies in advance to both the listeners and yourself, because you're going to have to put up with me for the next half an hour. But my usual dulcet tones um, have been replaced with, well, this, essentially, as I'm, I'm very, very hungover. I did actually see our, our dear leader, Stevie, yesterday after the game, um, just by coincidence, to be fair. I'm one of, one of Glasgow's fine uh, watering holes, but I, I had... I'd won too many Sovetsas, one too many GK tequilas, and uh, to be honest with you, John, the last thing I remember was being in the booze with Stevie, so I went down hell for there. But it's good to be back, mate. Probably for the best that you don't remember anymore. And I, I also saw our deal, deal leader as well, and we went for a pizza beforehand with fellow gig pod hero Lee, but I won't bother doing a, a rate the pizza thing, because I know that Stevie loves that sort of thing, but in new gig pod, we won't be doing that, unless we have a, a quiet week. But we finally are back, GigPod's back, and Celtic are back, and it was the big flag day yesterday that we'd all been looking forward to for weeks. Everybody had been desperate for Celtic to return. Spunkphone, how much did you miss Celtic in the two months we were off? To be honest, I enjoyed the time away, obviously towards the kind of end of July, you're, you're choking for the football to be back, but no, it was a, it was a good day out yesterday, and... As I say, I think it's been a relief this year, not having to go through these stupid qualifiers, to be honest with you. Aye, that's the best thing about this season so far and the build-up. I know there's been people, as usual, in a panic because we've not bought that many players. Well, that, well, that isn't really true. I mean, we kept the two big players we needed to keep. And we're not really doing like a, a preview board as such. We'll do like a transfer window special, like probably after we play Rangers, because that's like the same sort of week. 
or maybe even before we played Rangers. But no, we finally are back in action. We beat Aberdeen two nothing. It was a decent game, but there were probably two highlights. One of them was Jota's goal, which we'll go on to later. But the other was the pre-match display that I think the Green Brigade had organised, which was superb. Really, it had a flag, a title flag with twenty one, twenty two, and it had a a replica of the trophy as well with the ribbons on it. And I thought that was fantastic, even though. When I was holding it up, I couldn't really see what was happening. I couldn't really peer over it. But when I saw the highlights when I got in last night, I thought the display was absolutely fantastic and one of the best that the fans have ever done. And I thought that was probably one of the highlights of the day. Would you agree with that, mate? Absolutely. Uh, it was was outstanding. Um, fair play to everyone who obviously um, chipped in and all because I know it was kind of crowdfunded. But no, I thought it looked absolutely outstanding. And as you say, definitely one of the, the highlights of yesterday and, and up there with... One of the best, Jack, back to obviously the one they had before the Barcelona game, uh, the Lisbon Lions one as well in the Invincible season. So uh, it was right up there with them, mate. It was that and the pizza, of course, but we won't talk about that. But no, so onto the team that Ange picked. And when I was speaking to our dear leader before the game yesterday, we were saying that we thought it was the team that would have been picked. There was no real surprises. I mean, Greg Taylor started ahead of Burnaby, and I thought that was predicted. On the wings... It was DM and Jota, and up front was Kyogo. Midfield was O'Reilly, Hattati and McGregor, of course. I can't believe I nearly forgot a captain. And at the back, really the only choice was who was going to come in for Carol Starfield, who's still out injured, and it was Stephen Welsh. And the selection of Stephen Welsh paid off after only two minutes with the best possible start. It was a good cross in, a corner from Matt O'Reilly. And Wells glanced at the net. I have to say it was pretty crappy defending by Aberdeen, but it was a great header and it was a perfect start to the game. And this is a, it was a big game for Wells. I thought for the most part he played well and he could take a lot of confidence for that. I know that Ange was bigging him up after the game about how excellent he played. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I thought he was good. And I think he knows that he has to play well because he knows that Starfield's there and Morris Jennings is there as well. What did you make a... Uh, Stephen Welsh's performance yesterday. I know, obviously, Jota was man the match. I don't have too many complaints about that, to be fair, but I thought Welsh was right up there. Stevie's shout as well was Taylor, who I thought was brilliant, but you're, you're right enough. I mean, Welsh knows that, you know, as really his performances that will dictate whether or not he's in the start of living and in the team. He knows he's got, as you say, Starfelt back in training now. Jens has, has arrived. He'll be breathing down his neck as well, but I thought it was a really impressive performance from him yesterday, even even without the goal. I thought it was really solid. Gave away a silly possession a couple of times in the first half, but as Ange kind of said post-match, there was that kind of 10-15 minute spell just before half-time where we were a bit, a bit sloppy, certainly by our, our high standards anyway. But no, I, I thought Welsh was, was very good. I thought he did well, but I thought he might have, could have done a wee bit better with that chance that Johnny Hayes had when it was one nothing when he really should have scored. But, I mean, it was his first game for a while. It's everybody's first game for a while. I mean, I think the team will get better as the weeks go ahead. And most important thing was getting the three points. But, I mean, as you said, we completely dominated the first half after the goal. There wasn't the sort of goal fest that people expected. I think maybe when we went 1-0 up after two minutes, people thought, oh, that's it, we're going to make it 4 or 5. But even though we had loads of possession, we didn't really create that many clear-cut chances. I mean... I was looking at the stats earlier with 21 shots and with nine in target. And interestingly, our dear rivals, sorry, not rivals, Rangers, they had 21 shots as well. But they had six uh, shots in target and we had nine. 
And Bazalis St Mirren had, I think, more than six as well. St Mirren had loads of shots on target this weekend. So we had plenty of possession. I think we had 69% possession in Celt Joke here. We had, lo- we had lots and lots of sort of chances breaking down. It was sort of annoying me slightly for where I was sitting, that for where I could sort of see where a pole in the way during the first half. Thank you, Celtic, for charging me £33 for a restricted view seat. <laughs> the chances were really breaking down with a couple of efforts in goal and the goalie was forced into a few saves but I don't really think any of the attacking players played that well I think it was one of Kyogo's worst games for us he had that good chance where he, the ball got played across and he tried to sort of hook it into the net and it went, went past the post he was quiet apart for that I thought Jota was average until his wonder goal that we'll talk about later on and I thought Dyson was poor as well, and it didn't surprise me at all that two of them were replaced in the second half, and when we made the changes, I thought we played better. But that was really my main complaint about the whole game. We had so much possession, but we seemed wasteful, and at times we made it easy for Aberdeen to get the ball off us and try and catch us in the break, and they had that one chance where Johnny Hayes put it by the post. I mean, if it was a, a fair reflection of the game, it would probably have been like 4 or 5-1, but I think at times was overdoing it, especially when it's against a team that are have so many men behind the ball. I think we're better off maybe going direct more at times, and we did do that when Gigi came on. But I thought we were guilty of overdoing it yesterday at times. What do you think? Do you agree with me there? I know. I think to be fair, in the first half there was a few examples I could think of there, just as you were you were uh, sort of going through, and we were overplaying. I think at points there was a few moments where someone's either taking an extra touch or they're just trying to play that extra pass and maybe trying to be a bit too incisive basically but you're right I think that was maybe the frustration yesterday was there was a lot of possession but we didn't really create too much in the way of clear-cut chances and you know we scored obviously early on from a set piece and then the second one for Jota is just an absolute wonder goal so yeah I think we're maybe lacking a little bit of cutting edge but at the same time, I mean, we're used to going in these opening games of the season, having played three, four competitive games and they'd have qualifiers. So I, I think it's maybe just a lack of a little bit of sharpness. And it, it's it's early days, so I, I wouldn't say it's too much a, a cause for concern. I think it's obviously just the the nature of the first few weeks of the season, um, especially when, as I say, we've not had the, the competitive games beforehand like we usually have. But you're right, it, it was a bit of a cause of frustration yesterday. And saying half... We'd played our possession again, found like chances hard to create, and then like, in the last 15 minutes, we finally burst into life. And what a goal by Jota. He took the ball about 25, 30 yards out of the goal, held off his man, used skill to beat him, and then hammered it right into the top corner. Absolutely brilliant goal. And I really think that'll be one of the goals of the season. It was fantastic, and that shows just how important a player he is and how good a player he can be. When you look at how... As I said earlier, he didn't have his best game for Celtic. He's played a lot better for us in other games. Yeah, he can just come up with a moment of magic like that. And that was why it was so important to keep him. I mean, CCV, I thought yesterday was solid as well. And they were the two main guys we needed to keep. And already you can see how important Jota is to us as a player. I thought that was a brilliant goal, Spunk Phone. It was, I think, probably his best goal for Celtic so far. Yeah, it'll be up there. It'll be up there for one of the goals of the season as well. It was outstanding, but... Individual skill, and then obviously the the finish just lashed it past the goalkeeper. But 
Aye, it, it's just that bit of quality he's got that I don't really think many other forward players in Scotland, including even some of some of our own, who I'm obviously big fans of. But it, it's just that bit of quality he's got, and that bit of that bit of cut edge, which is maybe lacking at times. But before that, as I say, he was maybe one of the ones who was guilty of overthinking or taking a wee extra touch here and there, rather than just being a little bit more direct. But that was just an outstanding bit of, as I say, bit of skill, and then the the finish as well. And it will definitely be up there towards the end of the season as, as one of the goals of the season. I think it was outstanding. Yeah, when I mean, after that, the game sort of petered out, except Gigi. What a chance he missed. He was cleaning through and goal. He held off the defender expertly. All he had to do was cipher it into the net and he put it by the post. You could tell he was absolutely raging about that because soon after that, he actually done well. He went ahead and he put it by the post and he was... You can tell he was pissed off at missing that chance. But he's had a great Celtic career so far, so we'll no hold that against him. And so the game ended 2 nothing, Three points and a clean sheet in the first league game of the season. Can of complain about that? And we're top of the league already and hopefully we're there for the rest of the season. And just who who did you think stood out as your best players? I'm going to go into a player that we mentioned briefly earlier, that Stevie felt a good game, Greg Taylor. But before I talk about him, who do you think was our best players yesterday? I think Taylor was obviously a, a shout, and I'll, I'll let you obviously do your bit about him. I think, as I say, I, I thought Welsh was, was brilliant yesterday, to be honest. A couple of moments in the first half, obviously, there was a little bit lax in possession, and he, he maybe could have done a bit better as well when he had that chance, which uh, he obviously... It was a shocker I missed, to be fair, from Hayes, and I'm sure that that would have went down doing well in a certain forum that we would never criticise, John. I'm sure they would have... Take the XL and Celtic fan missing a, a good chance against Celtic very well. But um, I, I thought Stephen Welsh was, was, for me anyway, the standout. As I say, Taylor, I thought of a brilliant game as well. And, um, Jota, purely for that brilliant moment of skill and, and then the finish as well. Obviously, Starfelt's back in training now. Get Jens there as well, who I imagine will take a wee while to, to get settled. But um, yeah, Welsh for me, I thought he was... Uh, just one quick thing on Welsh before I go on to Greg Taylor. I thought it was interesting how he was breaking forward, especially in the second half. It sort of reminded me of Chris Ayer, how he used to go in like these runs into the like the opposition half. And like there was times where I thought he could have maybe passed a bit better or had a short and goal, but that's really his job, so you can't really criticize him for that. And he did well to get forward. But I thought Greg Taylor was absolutely brilliant. And I've said it before in the podcast, he's never going to be the fans' favourite. Even more so now that we've spent over $3 million and another left-back and people will be desperate to see him in action. But you can't really complain about Greg Taylor because after a sort of inconsistent start to Celtic career, I think he's been excellent. And for most of last season, he was excellent. You just need to look back at that one at Ibrooks that practically won us the league. That was a fantastic performance for him. Everybody played well that day, but I thought he was brilliant. And he's the sort of guy that will never get the praise other players get, like for loads of reasons. And like he's never, he'll never, well, he might become a bit of a fan favourite now because he has done well for us. But you just know that if we, if we get humped in the Champions League, which, I mean, could happen. That's just the way the Champions League is. Everybody knows that he'll get it in the neck. And even Wales will get it in the neck. They, they sort of players are like, people think, oh, they're not good enough. And they'll get it in the neck and they'll get stick. And that's just the way it goes with football fans. And I think that Taylor will never be a huge favourite among the fans. But when his career's finished, he's probably he'll probably win lots more trophies with Celtic. And good on him for that. And 
he deserves that left back position. I think Bernabeu will need to play very well to get that left back role. And the thing is, it's making him. I think Bernabeu being there's made him play better. Just as JJ being at Celtic has made Tony Ralston into a better player. And I think that's that's a good thing for squads. I mean, obviously there is like competition for places, and I think there has to be some sort of solution to Kyogo and Gigi. But I don't really know if I can find one. But no, I think that getting the players in for competition is always a good thing, and I think that's a a big boost for Taylor that he knows that he's got this guy just waiting there in case he slips up, and he knows he'll have to play better than ever for Celtic. And I thought against Aberdeen that was maybe in his top five Celtic games. So I've spoken for on to my next topic, and it's sort of to do with the Champions League, and it's to do with our midfield, because when I was watching that game yesterday, I thought, that starting midfield, uh, Hitati, McGregor, and O'Reilly, just wouldn't cut it in the Champions League. I mean, I, I know we're, we're obviously going to be underdogs in the Champions League, because that's just the way the draw is, and it's got so many good teams, but... I think yesterday, even against Aberdeen, showed that we need to buy a defensive midfielder and we need one for the Champions League and like trips to Ibrox and Tynecastle, I'd say. Like the lamented Neil Beaton, who took a lot of stick, he was like, and he did make some daft mistakes, but in the games at Tynecastle, Petaudry, Ibrox, he was in the squad or in the starting lineup. And I don't think Ange will buy a defensive midfielder. Maybe Aaron Moy will be that player. I actually thought he was good when he came on against Aberdeen, even though he ran like he was carrying a tow truck. I thought he was good when he came on. He did the smart things. He was clever in possession. But I think we really need a defensive midfielder, but I don't think we'll buy one. Do you think we should buy one? Do you think we will buy one? And Or do you think that Aaron Moy could be the answer to that? Um, I, I don't think we'll bring one in there, to be honest, John. I'd, I'd love to be wrong, because I, I do think... Um, when you step it up a level when you're going into um, the big Champions League games, I think you do need someone in there who's a bit more robust, if you like, in, in midfield. You know, well, maybe a bit lightweight in there for that elite, elite level. But to be fair, I know we were rumoured with obviously the Brazilian boys at Souza. I think that was more a case of it was a bit too good of a deal to turn down if he was to, to come to Celtic. Obviously, he's went to. It's Espanol ended up at the end. I could be wrong. I think it's somewhere in Spain anyway. But I, I, I'd, I'd like to see us bring in a, you know, kind of proper number six. And as I say, someone who's maybe a bit more robust. But I, I don't think that they'll go out and spend millions of pounds on a player just to play him in six games and maybe a couple of games against Rangers as well. If he doesn't, you know, suit the style. I think Aaron Moy will probably be the. The backup, I'd imagine, to McGregor in that role. Um, I know he obviously when he was at uh, Brighton and Huddersfield, he, he played a bit higher up, but latterly he's obviously been playing a bit deeper as a six for Australia. So I think that's kind of the role he's been brought in to do as well, as obviously just adding a bit of depth to the the squad there. Um, I was no great fan of Neil Beaton, albeit he did definitely redeem himself towards the the end of his time at Celtic, as you say, had that performance obviously away at Levy, the one away at Ibrox as well where he came off the bench and was just solid. So we're maybe lacking a bit in that department, but I suppose we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, there's still four weeks, I think, left of the transfer window. We'll see, obviously, how it develops with Moy, but I, I think he'll probably be the, the backup to McGregor. And to be honest, I, I don't really see us bringing in a, another holding midfielder. I think we'd maybe be more likely to bring in um, 
kind of another number eight or someone who's a bit more attacking to obviously complement O'Reilly, Hatati, Turnbull as well. Um, just now that obviously Rogic is away, but we'll, we'll wait and see. Aye, I, I don't think it's likely, but like you, I, I, I would I would like to see someone get in for the uh, for the Champions League games. I agree with you completely, and I, I just don't think Ange is that type of manager. We did, I mean, he's, he's rarely played defensive. I'd only go back to that game at Ibrox that we've talked about a lot. But we didn't even really play that defensive. We were a bit more solid, but we still like tried to create and go forward. And I just don't think that's a good idea for the Champions League. But we'll see what happens. As you say, there's a lot of time to go in the transfer window. I think there'll be some more players leaving. I think there's a lot of clubs that are after Mikey Johnson. I think he'll be leaving. And I think that's the best thing for his career. I think it'll be a loan deal, but I think he'll be leaving. Chris Julian, I'd imagine, I'll be on the way out. I think he's completely out of the picture. I'd say he's behind Jens, Welsh, and obviously Carter Rickles and Starfield. I think that's a fifth choice defender. That's not going to be good to him at the stage of his career. I don't know, we might see. Of, and of course, the other one's a Jetty, who I think Ange said there might be movement with him. And it wouldn't shock me if a Jetty did leave, we signed another forward player. I wouldn't do it. But I think Ange loves his forward players. I mean, J- James Forrest has got a long term contract, which. Uh, time will tell if that was a good idea, but I really think Ange loves to bring forward players in. He's signed a lot of them since he became Celtic manager. I can't see he's making a big signing, like four or five million, but if we even sign somebody for like one or two million, I think it would be a forward player. And that's up to Ange when he's done well enough so far. We're now 33 games unbeaten in the league, which is a, a great record, and hopefully we can going to make that 34 next week and that's what we'll talk about now as we come to the end of this week's episode do you think there'll be any major changes in the starting lineup for the game away to Ross County next week possibly one or two maybe Turnbull Abada might come in as well but I think at the moment it will probably be a, a pretty uh, settled team obviously we're not the kind of Main part of the season where, as I say, it's going to be relentless, especially this season more than, than any other. Um, and we know how bad it is usually playing games every kind of three, four days. But I think at the moment, maybe one or two changes for, for next week. But um, I think the uh, the start of them we've got at the moment is pretty settled and there's there's no real need to, to rotate at this stage. I would maybe start uh, Jack and Marcus. I think he'll be so eager to make up for that chance that he missed against Aberdeen. And I think that's the sort of game where he could like be the man. Because I think it'll be a sort of difficult game. I think we're counting a decent team. I mean, they were top six last season. We needed that late goal from Jota. He went to nothing at that huge win towards the end of last season. No comment on the manager, who isn't a very nice guy, to put it bluntly. But he does seem to be a good manager. And I think it'll be a difficult game. But as you say, I think the changes will be at a minimum. Maybe one or two. I Just like you, I wouldn't be surprised if Turnbull started. Hitati get a couple of dodgy challenges on him yesterday that went unpunished. Thank you, Nick Walsh. And I thought Turnbull did well when he came on. He had the assist for Jota's goal, even though he just gave him a pass. Didn't really do that much. But I think he might start. I think it's too early for Starfield. Maybe... Be on the bench, I would think, for the game after Ross County, which is Kamarnock. And I suppose the final thing to say about this game is that it's not on television. Just like last season, those wonderful guys at Sky Sports have not picked a Celtic game for t- television, a Celtic away game. They're showing the Edinburgh Derby instead. 
I suppose I can see why, because it is a big fixture in Scottish football, but it is a terrible, terrible game. They're nearly always dreary, nothing each, or one each draws. Now that I've said that, I'll probably a three each goal fest, but I doubt that. But thank you, Sky, for the second season in a row, not putting on Celtic away games, ensuring that the fans miss out, even though we're in the 2020s and fans should be able to watch the games. And thank you to the wonderful SPFL who are not allowing clubs to stream games to sell them to opposition fans or home fans. Scottish football, what a what a great thing it is, Spunkbone. It's a very uh, it's a very outdated law that into the the three pm kickoff one, which is obviously uh, affecting their ability to do the whole pay per view thing now that it's kind of back to normal, if you will, after COVID. But uh, it's, a, it's a bit of a disgrace. It's known to tell it, to be honest. Um, maybe better, I suppose, for the people going up to Dingwall because I know it's a a long journey up. Um, so it's it's maybe better if you like that it's not a, a twelve o'clock kickoff for the telly and it's actually a three o'clock Saturday. But aye. Bit of pain and I'll, I'll, I'll definitely not be illegally streaming it. No, neither will I. I would definitely not do that. I would never upset our beloved SPFL leader, Neil Doncaster. Great guy. But no, I mean, as you say, that 3pm rule is preposterous. I mean, you should understand doing it like in the 1990s or something, or the 2000s, but no nowadays. It's just daft. But that we can talk about that maybe in another podcast uh, the, and during the international break at the end of September, the, the many wonderful issues with Scottish football. But, Spunkphone, it was great to be reunited again at the start of this new season. And thank you for coming on the podcast. Good to be back and a big season ahead for the pod, mate. So, looking forward to it. Yep, cheers, mate. It is a big season ahead. And we've got some new GigPod members coming on soon. A add to the... The cast of characters you'll get to hear on this wonderful podcast, so you'll hear the name in the upcoming weeks. And you know where to get us by now on all the usual podcast platforms. Leave us five stars, give us good reviews. You can follow the guys on Twitter and on Instagram at GigPod. But we'll be back next weekend after the trip to Dingwall. Well, hopefully it'll be two wins out of two for Celtic. We'll speak to you all then. Thanks everybody for listening and hail, hail. Podcast Network.